All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Morning Wong Chat. We're on, I think, thirty-four now, so it's been it's been quite some time. I started this before, before the whole pandemic situation, but then like it kind of just like people were like, oh yeah, you started this podcast because you know the pandemic. No, I started this before that happened. It just so happened now everyone and their mom has a podcast. Whatever. That's what I'm doing as a vodcast, you know, where I get to talk to my friends live on stream. And I got friends from different industries, uh, cosplay, gaming, um, all kind of stuff. Uh, <clears throat> tonight, we have Lindsay and Zach, and they're both from gaming and cosplay. I should know them for quite some time. I don't actually know how long. I'll, I'll ask them in a bit. But yeah, I've been to their weddings. Like, they're very good friends. They're friends that I know that I would know for the rest of my life. Um, so, you know, it's good to have them on and, you know, they just moved to a new house. It's very nice. It's cute. Uh, but also they're streamers. So make sure you check them out. Again, this is live on Twitch right now. It's twitch.tv slash photo. We're here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You can also watch this on YouTube. Uh, we're, of course, you know, very active on Twitter, Instagram, uh, on everything. Uh, of course, this also on every major podcast platform, you know, like Spotify, iTunes, and I guess Google, which nobody really use. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not even sure how to explain them even better because they're, they're just good friends. So I'm just going to let them um, tell us more about themselves. So what's up, guys? What's, Hello! What's up, Martin Wong? All right, all right, all right. Before we, uh, before we do anything, say anything, get into anything, what color are your pants? Oh yeah! Right now. So I'm actually not at a con, so I don't have to wear colorful pants. I'm just wearing like pajama Aww. pants because it's home. It's comfortable. I mean, it's like this is like Harry Potter stuff. So you, Lindsay, would love it too. But okay, yeah, all right, all right. That's, that's pretty. Well, that's pretty colorful. I mean, all the different like houses. colors there. It's yeah, it's not cinnamon. normal, and that's all. That's all I wanted to verify is that they're far from normal. <laughs> oh, you should see my short. Like we have AC on right now, but like you know, I'm, I'll bring them over. <laughs> Martin normally wears he's got like every color of pants pastel that has ever existed. Pastel. I have a box. I, I have a pastel that, like green, neon. That's neon. Neon. Well, no, like, oh, like white, blues, uh off orange, pinkish, like all kind like the like kind coral, of shit nice that coral. Yeah, the kind of <laughs> shit you would like uh use as one of the two colors for your bathroom. I feel like Martin <laughs> Martin Wong embraces those colors in a way that nobody else I've ever seen that. So I have great. a whole box of it, like literally like a case of it. But now they're all being packed because convention is not going on for like at least yeah. a while. Yeah. Forever. But, <laughs> but normally at home, I wear this short. <laughs> they're so wow. <laughs> they're so yeah. colorful. Yeah. They're Hawaiian. That, the kind of stuff I, is I that like yeah. swim short? No, there's normal short. There's no, nothing inside. There's no basket or whatever you call it. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it too. <laughs> uh, I like but it. yeah. No, like I, we don't have convention for a while, so I'm not even sure when's the next time I'm gonna see you guys. Yeah, I, I was trying to think about that the other day. TwitchCon, like, we maybe? still don't know if TwitchCon's gonna happen or not. Is right? it even like, gonna happen? Yeah. I haven't I mean, heard anything about that yet. If it gets canceled, though, we could go to Phoenix because Phoenix got delayed from. It's usually end That's of true. May, early June, mm -hmm. like, and it, they uh, postponed it to the same weekend as TwitchCon in September. So if TwitchCon gets canceled. The bright side is we could probably go to Phoenix. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I don't know, though. We'll see. Yeah. It's really or still too early to know. Has, for sure. have, has BlizzCon said anything yet? Nah, it's too early for them. 
yeah. That was my too. I feel, I feel but like, I'm like, com- like that's how long we have to plan now, though. Like <laughs> November yeah. is everything else yeah. is canceled. That's pretty yeah. crazy. Like, I think the earliest yeah. thing they're canceled right now is like Comic Con or like, something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know though. Like I, anything in California, I feel like you have to double the amount of time. Uh, California or New York, I feel like you have to at least double the amount of time as everywhere else because they're probably a little bit more, um, a little bit more nervous about opening things yeah. back up. Understandably, yeah, and lots more people. So I don't know. Let's, we'll see, I guess. But hopefully, hopefully for sure in September we'll get either TwitchCon. Or Phoenix, you know, one of those two. And, uh, you know, maybe something before then, but I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, I'm not even sure convention is a good idea anyway. It's yeah, who cares? Too many people. I, I got to be honest. I I was more excited this year for E3 and for uh, TwitchCon than I've ever been. Ever. It's the, and another, we- like, a console war year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was so excited. And... Um, you know, when everything initially started getting canceled, I was furious. I was really bummed out. I mean, you know, because I was just really looking forward to the events this year. But I got to say, like, I, I've, I'm i really starting to enjoy the time off. Like, It's, <laughs> it's really, really become a blessing in disguise. It's like we just moved into a nicer house that's like a bit cheaper. So mm-hmm. we can like stay home and actually save money now because we don't have to go anywhere. There's no cons. Yeah. There's no trips. There's no nothing. So it's like we're going to sit here and actually like save some money. We're you guys get to work from home. You guys get to stream every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're saving tons of money. Our sub counts are high. Not to, not to uh, try and benefit off of everything that's happening. You know, like it's it's obviously sucks. But um, the bright side is that we haven't had to travel for longer than, I mean, probably ever since we've known each other. Like it's been. I mean, we went to we've been home for three months six, now. It's like more than that. It's close close to six months, I think. Like. I remember the last time we went out of town, I think it was Seattle, right? For for New Year's. Yeah. I don't think we've been anywhere else. Like we've had we've, some Vegas trips, but those were like... We did go to Vegas. We yeah. did some more like fun like, trip. Yeah, we haven't gone to an actual convention. Since October? Since... Paris? Yeah, basically. We were technically in... Or Salt, Cal- we were technically, Salt Lake. Was that that was September. Was? Oh. September. Yeah, we had a really crazy end of the year last year. <laughs> we did a lot of stuff. Um so, I mean, part of it's that part of it is probably just being relieved that we don't have to go anywhere again anytime soon, because the last six months of 2019 were the craziest six months we've ever had. We did like two years worth of shit in that, mm. in that time. So when we got home and at the end of the year, we go to Seattle every year and hang out with Dan and Deanna. I love that. Shout, How's Dan doing, by the way? way? <laughs> by the way. How's Dan um, doing? He got, how did he get hurt again? Yeah. He, uh, he had a. He had a rough accident. He has this e-bike. He he's uh he has it's basically a bike with an electric motor in it, and or not a motor, more like a rotor, and mm. um and he he rides a lot to work. He works three four three and, and develops for Halo. And he uh you know he I think if he rides his bike, it's like forty minutes. And he's just mm-hmm. a really avid cyclist. He really enjoys. I mean, he has he rides motorcycles too, and and everything but he has this really cool e-bike when we were up there in seattle he was showing it to me it's really cool actually and he um he unfortunately just took us took a spill in a really nasty stretch of a parking lot where it was like cobblestone so his Ooh. fall his he fall like was really bad over the um, handlebars yeah, he went over the and handlebars. fell 
and like he fractured some ribs fractured and punctured for, a lung yep. and been in the hospital since Friday. Yeah, it happened Friday. So, so I, I saw a picture he just posted like yesterday. He was standing up yeah. and he seemed to be okay-ish, but he's a strong yeah. guy. Yeah, I talked to him yesterday and he was hoping to get out today, but yeah. I haven't heard anything. So he might be doing that thing where the doctor said, you should not get out. And then he's like, no, I can do this. I can do this. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, Dan. I'll be fine tomorrow. Dan is very much <laughs> He's definitely fat. one of those people. He just wants to get back to work. They're trying to ship Halo Infinite at the end of this year. And Dan's been working like 14 hour days on that Jeez. from home because of the quarantine. So he's just... Mm -hmm. I felt really bad when we heard the news. We were so bummed out for yeah. him, you know, because it's just a really bad time for something like that to happen to him. And and um, and he's such a workaholic that I, we, were, we had the same sentiment. Like he's going to try and overrule the doctors <laughs> he's gonna be like, I got and this. go back home and go back to work before he probably should. But hopefully That's all of us. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. All workaholics. Yeah. I'd be the same way. I'd be sitting there in the hospital being like, I have to answer messages. Yeah. I have to send an email. So. That's like my life right now. Every day I'm like, I need to make content. I'm like, oh, I don't know, but like, yeah. I'm tired, but I feel like I have to. And it's a, yeah. a constant struggle. I'm tired too. I've been tired for like weeks. <laughs> it's all good stuff and it's funny to complain about, but I'm like, I am so tired all the time. Like, yeah. what about the quarantine? Does it make you more tired or less tired? Is it easier because there's no expectation Honestly, to be outside? I don't know. I feel like we are very fortunate in the, the sense that it hasn't really affected us. We didn't really go outside much anyways. You know, we did cons and stuff here and there, but we've always worked from home. We've always ordered our food. We've always like, we don't really leave much. We don't really hang out yeah. or party much. We don't really go anywhere. So it's like, the only thing is we don't get to go see a movie every week. Mm. That's like the biggest thing. But other than that, it's like we work out from home. We eat here. We hang out here. We hasn't affected us too much yeah our lives haven't our lives really haven't changed too much and we kind of had an opportunity drop in our lap to move in the midst of all this we weren't really looking to do that in the middle of quarantine but um i don't know it just kind of worked out and and you know other than the move yeah things really haven't changed you know this is right around the time of year where we'd start going to events again like we did mm -hmm. we usually kick off the year with uh gamers forgiving in march up in Michigan, mm. where we do a big charity drive, we we did that for from home uh, this year, and then you know right around now is the time that other events would start to pile up, and we'd be getting ready to start traveling a lot, and so it is kind of weird. Like I mean, I, a yeah. little stir crazy. We go on walks a lot, and we try to get out of the house and and just I don't know do something other than just streaming all day and being inside, and that's Dude, helped a you lot. You guys yeah. and your charity stuff are <clears throat> amazing. Like. Every single time you guys do crazy stuff and also raise a lot of money, like oh yeah. Well, we it's our communities, honestly. Like it's it's a thing. I think what six years now we've been doing it. Oh, uh, five years I've been, now. I've been doing it for five. You've been six. Yeah. The first year I didn't go. Long yeah. time, but it's it, people like are ready for it every year now. They're like they're saving right now for next year already. It's like mm -hmm. the one big thing we do every year and there's a countdown and everyone's like, I'm, I'm going super hard next year. And it's crazy. I was actually talking to um, one of the people from Gamers Outreach yesterday um, mm -hmm. because we have donated so many carts to Phoenix Children's Hospital that they are overflowing and they're like, please stop. <laughs> We're not ungrateful, but please stop they're sending like, things have, to our hospital. Enough. 
So we're like, well, now we got to go find a different one because our community is insane and they are like overflowing this poor hospital. <laughs> Yeah. I was actually so, talking to someone last night on this show. Uh, she actually do stream charity stuff. She works for Tiltify. Oh, cool. And, yeah, I think they cool. partnered with Gamers Outreach this year. Don't they? they? Yeah, they okay. do the uh, the alerts and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Ex I mean, she can't explain it, but they kind of like a platform that let people donate easier. But anyway, yeah. it's, it's just crazy how like the gaming world is like, we're doing so much right now, especially now mm -hmm. yeah. during these quarantine situations. Uh, yeah, so. it's awesome. Like we, it's such a good problem to have. Yesterday, when we, when we were talking to them about where we should send the carts, because they always ask us, "Where do you want to send the carts that we raise every year?" And we always have just so. What is a cart? So when we do the uh, when we do the charity drive for every thirty five hundred dollars, that's enough money to build a gaming go kart, and it's basically a hospital approved. Uh, device that can be wheeled from room to room and it has an xbox and a monitor and two controllers built into it with Ooh. an external power supply with surge protection and all this other stuff so you can so basically kids can play games during the quarantine they've been used a lot so that people in hospitals can uh, skype with their families and stuff because there's mm. no visitors so they're just extremely versatile things because you can do anything from watch Netflix to play a game to talk to someone over voice chat. And uh, yeah, so it's like one of the nice things that they mention every time we go is that it's nice for these kids to be able to hop on voice chat and like play with their brother at home and stuff. So it's like yeah. it just so kind of cool. lets them That's escape like, the uh, hospital for a little bit, you know? Yeah. And yeah, like we like there are people complaining about, you know, being quarantined for like a week, two weeks, a month or two, but those are kids that are like stuck there for like a long period of time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and their mental, uh, their mental state is, uh, it turns out is really, really important when it comes to healing. Um, you know, like your, your personal level of, um, confidence and, and positivity actually goes a long way to how your body tends to respond. And if you can distract a kid from extreme pain or, or being disfigured maybe, or something something crazy like that, mm -hmm. um, it's extremely good for them. And when, whenever we've been in the hospitals here at Phoenix or up in Michigan where they run the event, the nurses, the doctors, the people that actually wheel these carts around to kids just can't tell us how much they help. You know, it's it's immeasurable. And oh, I bet. When we were, yeah, when we were going over the list yesterday of hospitals, there's a waiting list to get these carts of all these hospitals that want them now. And... So we got to pick one and we picked uh, the Salt Lake City burn trauma unit for the ICU mm. up in uh, Utah. So we figured, you know, we we're trying to, it's, I mean, it's hard to pick where you want to send this. You want to send but, them to everybody. But we were just thinking <laughs> burn victims would probably be a really good, a really good place to send these things because those are typically going to be people that are really going to be in the hospital for a while and are dealing with some pretty major life changing stuff. And so that was where we decided to send the ones from. Uh, this year so thank you guys to our community i think we raised five of them this year almost four yeah four or five like that like a lot we did a lot <laughs> yeah it was awesome we were we were really impressed because we figured um one of the reasons why it does so well every year is because we get to go up and do a weekend long stream on location with all these other streamers mm. behind us and it's this big event and we get to 
you know, do silly string and party poppers and all this crazy stuff. So we were really kind of nervous about having it at home this year. So we're like, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be as much fun. It's just me and Zach. We can't really do the same sort of things. There's not people running around, but it's like, we did just as good as we did last year. So yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Like our, I was really surprised, we, have a, actually. we have an incredible community of people. So that's awesome. Like I thought about doing some charity um, stuff later too. Of course, now with the quarantine, it's a bit trickier. Yeah. But originally, I have a plan was just like you know, uh, empowering kids to if we because like, you know how they do the whole like, uh, let's play with kids kind of thing where they go to the hospital and play. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, well, while they're doing that, maybe I can set up another their station thing, kind of game thing. I'll set up my camera, everything, and let the kids to take the photos of you know their favorite. I don't know streamer or whatever, and then yeah. yeah, and then we can use that photos and uh, let viewers to buy it or whatever, and then the money go back to the hospital, all kind of stuff. Yeah, so, that'd be cool. Brainstorming about that, so really good, yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. see, we'll see. But yeah. when this over, we'll I'll making sure I'll get back to it. Right now, it's like uh, it's a bit tricky. Yeah, a lot yeah. of things are at a, at a halt right now. So yeah, and well, and it's tough to ask people for money for anything right now, even if it's for a really good cause. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, everyone, everyone is a little strapped right now, with the exception of people who are a little bit more fortunate like us who aren't necessarily suffering from the situation. So, you, you know, you got to bear that in mind, too. It's it's, it's tough to promote anything because <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel bad thinking about like we put we put plans uh, for our apparel line on hold and just lots of stuff like we just don't even want to think about it right now, you know, so it's mm-hmm. it's um I'm looking forward to stuff dying down and getting back to normal so that so people can get back to, you know, working on products and, and building business and just doing things like that. You know? How about music stuff? Do you guys do you still do music related stuff or? Yeah, that's all yeah. on quarantine hold now, too, though. <laughs> yeah, we we've been working on um, we've been working on a really cool project with a good friend of mine who is a uh, audio engineer here in Arizona and. He has, he's done, I've, I've worked with him for a long time. Like he's done like all the recordings I've done for the last few bands that I was in and um, just a really talented guy, really good musician. And we've been working on a really cool rock opera that we started a little over a year ago with him. Rock and, opera. Uh, rock mm. opera. And, and we're right. really proud of it so far. It's going really well. And, um, but obviously a couple months ago he had to stop bringing people in for sessions and stuff and recording, but we're... Yeah, I was just starting mine. So we have, like, a day of I recording saw. for mine. And you then we had something about, like, so, you were up to, like, four in the morning recording that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, the whole night. So, and then there's some of it I have to go in and, like, retract because it didn't come out right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, we were, like, in the middle of all of that, and then... We had to stop. So once everything opens back up and calms down a little bit, we'll get back to that. But I feel like for recording, yeah, it's, been a, it's been like a year at least in the baking, right? So far, he's been working on it for about eighteen months. I want to say, okay. and a few months into it is when he approached when he approached me to come in and and then started working on stuff for the two of us to do as vocalists. So I feel like for recording, it shouldn't be too big of a problem because you are in an isolated sound booth so you're not really yeah. close distant with people so yeah well no under normal circumstances he probably would have just kept working but he has he has a uh, his mother-in-law lives with him and she has been through chemotherapy so they're mm. just being extra careful and um mm-hmm. so i know people have been sending him in like remote recordings and things like that but it's a passion project 
we don't really have a deadline, so we're just sort of waiting it yeah. out at Wait this point. Yeah. It's far more fun to go in there and record than to stay yeah. here and record. So <laughs> happy like, to wait. Also, it's different equipment as well. You know, I've seen people build their own sound booth, but it's just not the same. Like it's difficult. Yeah. 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 Especially <clears throat> if if the whole project has been recorded there, and then you have one thing that's been recorded somewhere else. That doesn't <laughs> and you can tell, and you hear it, it's like, uh, it's kind yeah, of off. It's yeah. a little off. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about streaming wise? Like, what are you guys streaming? I mean, I I watch both of your streams all the time. But you guys do this different kind of variety. I know about your bar news, and I know you play games. Uh, Lindsay, I also know you um, play all kind of games. What's the game that you were playing recently? Is it Last of Us? Uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. That thing yeah. looks amazing. It looks yeah. very cinematic. Yeah. So right now, with all the uh, um, all the games have been like delayed and pushed back with all the craziness. So there's not a ton of new things coming out right now. So I've been going back and playing games that I missed that I just like skipped over. So I had never played Uncharted before. And wait, they, was it uh, the first one? I played all the first four. So okay. there's, there's there's four, four and then there's like two spinoffs, I think. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, there's a lot. So um, re- like last month, uh, the PlayStation Network gave the first three games away for free. So I was like, well, I guess it's time for me to play this. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I played through all four of those. And then I've never played Mass Effect before. So I'm mm. going through and playing Mass Effect now. Uh, my community is very excited about that. They've been bugging me for years to play that one. So a lot of people are replaying Mass Effect right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, I think it's because there's rumors that there's going to be a remaster later. So people are like really hyped. But yeah, I wonder like, if I could ask Mark about it because next week I have uh, Mark on the show and he's is the voice of uh, Shepard. Cool. So. Nice. I don't, know what cool. he, I don't know what he can tell me or what he cannot tell me. But yeah, we'll probably see. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally cool, though. That's really what do you guys cool. think about the uh, new console, the Xbox stuff? Uh, for course, PlayStation as well, but... Um, that's, yeah, that's a Zach question. <laughs> Zach has many opinions. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on that. Um, I, that was one of the reasons I was so excited for E3 this year and so bummed when it you know, turned out it wasn't going to happen. Um, the fridge, the new the refrigerators. The, yeah, the new consoles are going to be, they're going to be really different this time. Um, they're not really going to be consoles anymore. They're going to be really, really powerful, small form factor PCs, basically. Mm-hmm. And we've all been kind of waiting for that to happen. You know, eventually they were going to have to transform the shape of a console into something that more resembles a PC tower just so that they can get better performance out of it. And mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing. You know, we haven't seen the PlayStation yet, but you know, rumor is that they're going to show that us show that to us in August, and it's going to look different as well. I mean, the the new Xbox is obviously much bigger than any other console in terms of the overall shape and everything. But if you pull it apart, it's got the way they designed that thing is actually really cool. I'm really excited. It's it's got like a split motherboard. It's got the, the cooling and everything, the way that it's set up, um, the way that the way that the CPU is going to talk to the GPU and the RAM, it's going to allow it's going to allow it to do things that like a traditionally built PC is just not not really capable of doing unless That's you throw the thing. Like, they they have to find a way to beat PC because now that you can plug in a you know a controller into the PC and you can buy almost same games on pc then they need to find a way to have a come competitive edge well i don't think they're phil spencer doesn't really seem interested in that anymore and 
ever since he took over, it's been more about sort of walking over to the PC community, waving a white flag, be like, let's just let's just marry the two platforms. <laughs> and and they've done a really good job, you know. And and he he was really smart in the sense that they took Windows, which Microsoft owns as well, obviously. And mm -hmm. use that as an ecosystem to just put them all together. Just take Xbox Live, take PC gaming. So now all the Xbox games are play anywhere so that you don't even technically need to own an Xbox. You know, they're trying to move mm -hmm. from this old antiquated model, I think, where they had to sell you a console before they could sell you a game. You know, mm -hmm. and they don't want to they, they wanna get rid of that. And they're still gonna sell consoles. The console is gonna be a really good value, you know. The, we don't know the price of Series X yet, but it's probably going to be five hundred bucks again. That's and really cheap. Yeah, even if it was six or seven hundred bucks, it would still be. Oh yeah. If you're going to build a PC that was comparable, you would be spending at least fourteen, fifteen hundred bucks. You know. Yeah. Realistically, that's what it would cost you, and so I'm really happy that they're going to continue to build consoles because. I prefer playing on a console, but I don't care. I'll play on a PC or a console. As long as the population pool is good, I can mm -hmm. play with people regardless of what device they're using. These are all things that Xbox seems really hellbent on changing for the industry and leading by example. So I'm really excited about that personally. And and we're starting to see Sony adopt some of these things almost forcefully. Uh, you know, almost they're mm. really reluctant. They they stood in the way of cross-platform for a long time. They're just now starting to be cool about that. They're starting to do backwards compatibility so that you don't have to own a PS4 to play a PS4 game. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, so I'm really happy. I think consoles are going to be the best they've ever been because they're going to be the most powerful they've ever been. But I also think that the general the general way that things are done is being sort of turned over and it's going to be different going forward and it's going to be better for gamers and worse for the companies that you know traditionally have really gouged our wallets to try and make us play specific games a specific way now it's more about just getting people in and letting them mm. game however they want and i i think that's really cool personally i think it's a lot of uh that's interesting right both like uh newspaper news outlets gaming and all kind of stuff is that we're so used to traditional medias and traditional stuff it's taking a while for us to go to the new kind of i don't know innovations or next step and i think we're finally getting there for almost everything gamings media yeah. and everything uh yeah. and you know as, as you said like we they have to find a way to improve and change or else it's gonna left behind that's how many companies happen yeah, people, people will only tolerate so much. And if you, if you have, if you have a, I don't know, if you have a way of doing business that turns out to be anti-consumer or things like planned obsolescence, where you build a product but you try and control that product even after a customer buys it, you know, mm -hmm. like so that they can't repair it or they can't, you know, function without you being the person that they have to turn to no matter what even if it's uh, a little screw that holds the fan in that fails you mm. know th things like that are really starting to get pushed against uh just in technology in general and wasn't that was like a red ring of death for something for the xbox for a while yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's a good example it's like back back then uh xbox had had a serious issue where i don't remember which I don't remember which bus would would fail, but it had something to do with it had something to do with the power supply, I think. And it would think that it's overheating and it would shut down when it really wasn't. It was something like that. And and it was a really common issue. And so because of the way Microsoft had things structured at the time, 
you couldn't just take the Xbox and crack it open and fix it. They made it really hard for people to do that. You had yeah. to go through their warranty process or just buy another one. And Microsoft is historically pretty litigious if you try and if you try and like overhaul their hardware or their software or resell it, they've like sued people that mess with stuff like that and try and take old broken equipment and fix it so that it's functional and and run a business of that. You know, like it's it's tough, man. There's there's actually a big movement called right to repair happening mm. right now with legislation aimed pretty squarely at companies like Microsoft and Apple. And Apple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, cause, cause they just, they just completely screw people. And what they do is, you know, it's not, it's pretty shady. You know, I don't know if you could necessarily call it illegal, but, um, you know, I, I think that there's certain aspects of how you should have to conduct a business. If you're going to build a product and mm -hmm. sell it to the general public, you know, it's very tricky. I mean, we used to do stuff like cars, right? You buy a car, yeah, you can model it, not a problem, you know? And right. it shouldn't be the case with something that you bought on your own. So it's, I mean, again, yeah. a lot of stuff that we deal with nowadays is both hardware and software, which is kind of a, I mean, in human history-wise, it's still very short. So therefore, it's like, we're still figuring out like, oh, how's that going to work? And what is something that you own, even if it's not physical? Do you own it? Like, you know, like a digital stuff? I mean, yeah. Same thing there, with a lot of stuff that we do, like our digital stuff, like Lindsay of your photos and stuff like that too, yeah. you know? Yeah, you guys so. face a lot of that too, I think, with like digital rights and who owns it, you know, what they can be doing with it. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, those are conversations that are tough to have, but they need to be had, you know? Lindsay, do you still have a Patreon or anything like that? I, I don't do Patreon. That was something um, I just figured I would never be able to keep up with Patreon <laughs> with like monthly things. I'm really bad at, at shipping stuff. Um, <laughs> like with my print store, I would get really far behind with traveling and stuff. So I was like, mm. I probably should not try Patreon. I feel like that'll be terrible. Um, I do have an OnlyFans right now, though. Mm. Um, so I've pretty much just been doing Twitch and OnlyFans. Yeah. And then the, the clothing line. So like, yeah. OnlyFans, I heard, is doing pretty good on helping people take down stuff too. Like if yeah. someone were to. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't had any issues myself with that. Um, but I have heard they're like one of the best sites. If you have a someone who's been like leaking your content, they'll go after them for you. So yeah, they're good. Because like, I, I, yeah. I had to illegally download my own stuff before to see if they're actually leaked out or something you know it's yeah. like someone, someone else paid you on but then they yeah yeah you really downloaded your own stuff <laughs> yeah so it's like it verifies my own stuff it's like oh yeah those are those are mine so i can then send them a dmca yeah wow interesting yeah it's an interesting time you know especially coming from asia where we usually pirate everything and i'm like yeah. i'm pirating my own thing <laughs> <laughs> how's the table have turned yeah yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe you should leak your own stuff sometimes just to really get the buzz going, you know? Yeah. Right? And then, right. No, I, this, here's the thing. Like, I, and that's the thing about the whole cancel culture, too. I feel like every time something bad happens, it just makes people more popular. It does. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's safe to say most people have figured that out. <laughs> you know, like... Uh -huh. they, and they happens a attention. lot on Twitch right now. Like, every single... like. You know how like recently there's a lot of streamer where, where people are saying like uh they're complaining how people are not subbing and the people just clip them like oh those yeah. girls or guys or whatever asking for sub and then instantly everybody know about them even I didn't care and know about them and I was like now I have yeah. to know about it it's like oh this is that person who was sad about subs it's just yeah. it's crazy I don't know I mean I don't know 
I don't know if that necessarily helps too much if you're kind of small trying to get big, you know, like when I, cause I've seen a lot of what you're talking about is like snotty girls sitting there, like it's only $5, you know, and, and like <laughs> lecturing people about giving them money and stuff. And, you know, like whether or not that's real or staged and whether or not it was worth it or not, I, I'm not sure, but I know when a big streamer screws up, it always seems to help them. You know, like if yeah. someone's already really established, like when Dr. Disrespect went in the bathroom at E3 last year, for instance, that did like he got banned for a day. He got kicked out of E3 and all this stuff. But like in the long run, I think that 100 percent helped him and made his channel bigger, got everybody talking about him. I think um, for that one incident, particularly, I don't think it was on purpose. I think that was actually accidental. He would just keep going. And then, yeah, it's, I feel yeah. like when you're when you're doing stuff like that, when you're filming, you don't, you just don't really think about it. Well, You're yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna walk around. I'm gonna go in here, and then later on, someone's like, "You can't do that." I'm like, oh, oh yeah, we, oh, yeah. <laughs> we saw him. We we were we were at the Bethesda booth at E3 last year, mm -hmm. and we saw him come walking down the aisle. We were standing in front of the Bethesda booth talking to some people, just in a small group. And I saw him coming, and he had you know two or three guys walking around him that were running his cameras and stuff. And yep. Um, and then we saw him round the corner and walk behind the Bethesda booth to the bathrooms. And that's the bathroom he went into. So we saw oh. him just like, just like a few minutes before that happened. And the guys that were running his camera, they looked so shady, dude. Like just throat tats and just like, they look like they're straight out of prison. I just remember thinking, huh, that's kind of odd, you know? And, and, um, but they're the ones that were running the camera and followed him in there. So mm. I always, I was always a little curious whether or not he had a talk you know, real, if, if, if he told them to do it yeah, yeah. like mm. was, or if he thought to tell them to stay out but didn't and just let it happen you know I, no i guess we'll never know but it definitely didn't hurt his channel it definitely helped his channel in the long run i thought <laughs> yeah uh yeah he's a very tall guy so it's really stand out in general yeah. like whenever he's like at a cons because i see him a few time at events too and he usually draw a crowd because you know he is dr disrespect but yeah i will i mean here's the thing right then then you got into that like whole mindset it's like huh should i do that every once in a while i mean as long as not anything like, too bad i i feel like that might be a bad example but people will still do it yeah like yeah. pokey made yeah. the other day and then i feel again that was an accident too i think she clicked on a link and then it was porn help or something well um, she I heard that she, um, you know, had like had like mods set up to like scan link yeah. beforehand, and so that she, you know, fully expected that to be a vetted link too. So it was, you know, I guess there's always a risk of doing stuff like that. I would be so paranoid to do yeah. something like that. I would never open up a link on stream mm -hmm. like that without looking at it mm -hmm. first. So I'm always like, you can send it to me, and I'll look at it when I stop the stream. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do not. Yeah, either a different it. screen or like, don't open it at all, or I'll check it out later. I mean, that's why we have yeah. Discord, right? I always tell them like, oh yeah, just put in the Discord, and then we'll check it out mm -hmm. later. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of accidents that happen that I'm just like, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe they didn't plan it, but they sure as hell like it doesn't know, hurt. We're, that's we're, reckless, it. Yeah. we're reckless in a way that suggests that they kind of wanted it to happen you know yeah. so i'm extremely paranoid so i'm like if i if anything has even a five percent chance of getting me in trouble i'm like nope staying away from that one <laughs> how yeah. else am i gonna cancel you Lindsay? <laughs> you're not ever ever she's cancel proof man cancel proof but i'm extremely cancel worthy so it balances <laughs> out we meet in the middle
Yeah. Actually, how yeah? How does that work? Because I feel like one of you is definitely much more on the safer side, and the other one of you is definitely more on the well. He risky does whatever side. he wants, and then I pace outside until he's finished saying what he's saying, and then I yell at him afterwards. The diff- <laughs> so. Well, the difference the difference really is that uh, that my channel isn't very big, so I can get away with it. I'm flying way <laughs> under the radar compared to most streamers, so. You know, it's like just crazy. Like I can't watch your bar streams because I'm like, that's you probably shouldn't have said that. It's always late night too, so it's great. So I'm like, I'm drinking too. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. If you're drunk and you're watching it, it's hilarious. If you're sober, you might be like, uh, I don't know about this one. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be lying if I'd said that there's never been a day where I wake up and I'm just like. I need to go delete that. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I feel like most streamers are probably like that though. Whether you're big or small, you're gonna have those days where maybe you drank a little too much, or you got mad, or you're just having a bad day, and you you say some things you probably shouldn't have, or you you know whatever the case we're, may be. You're you're not so even much- really uh, broke the rules. You're just embarrassed. You yeah, know? Like, you that's what I do. I'll there. have nights where I drink way too much. I don't do anything. I just get really giggly and like stupid. And I repeat myself over and over again. I'll say something. And then like 30 seconds later, I'll say it again. And then like people just laugh and it's nothing bad, but I wake up and I'm like, I don't ever want anyone to look at that ever again. It's going away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, there were time that like, I feel, Oh man. Um, like we were from a time that's like, it's a different age. Like how we experience internet is very different than how kids experience internet nowadays. Uh, my friend yesterday posted on her Facebook was saying like there are people trying to cancel Joji for Filthy Frank because they just found out about Filthy Frank. But I'm like, that's a very different time, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, that's, it's he's a YouTuber, right? Filthy Frank. Yeah, and he did a lot yeah. of um, very edgy kind of like uh, a personality and jokes and stuff like that. That's Definitely wouldn't work now. Like even like, uh, have you heard how Robert Downey Jr. was talking to Joe Joe Rogan about uh, Tropic Thunder? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I actually watched that. That was that was really good. And I I think he's right. I think even back then, you know, like that was what 2009 when they made that movie, and it wasn't really until like 2011, 2012 that things got things really got politically correct again for the first time in a while, mm-hmm. and. So this was like even a few years prior to that, and he almost didn't do it, you know. And I can't even imagine how nervous he must have been because he was someone who, at that time, this was like his last hail mary to get his career back. You know, he had and that been, was before. Was it before Iron Man? It was after Iron Man. It was okay, well, okay. It was the same year he did Iron Man. I think. I okay, think they so he just kind of restarted. Yeah, but like when he Iron Man was first, though I know that, and when. When he got offered the job for Iron Man, Marvel didn't want him, and they mm. and the reason they didn't want him is because they couldn't get bonded for the film insurance wise, and mm. because Robert Downey Jr. had gotten drunk and drugged out and partied his way to the point that an entire production had been canceled for movies, TV shows, just for like twenty years, he had had this reputation as a party guy, and. So they, they couldn't get the insurance for the film because he was uninsurable. And Mel Gibson, of all people, in 2008, fronted the, like, the bond money for the insurance so that Robert Downey Jr. could make Iron Man. So in mm-hmm. a way, it's, it most, a lot of people don't know this, but Mel Gibson is essentially the reason that Robert Downey Jr. became Iron Man. Wow. And 
Now, right? Is that cool. always happening? And he's just, he has to have this crazy multimillionaire friend front all this money so that he can do this job. He agrees to play a black guy in Tropic Thunder. And, and you know, like, so I just, I really admire his balls. For, <laughs> at, like, at that point in his career, he had so much to lose. He had no That's chance. so risky. Left, you know, and like, and he did it, it anyway. Just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, like, either, like, yeah, exactly. He just came back from all this stuff. And then, like, he has all this, like, history. And if, like, he doesn't get it right, he's gonna, he's done for yeah. He's done, yeah, for sure. And and if people had taken that the wrong way, I thought it was really funny too when he mentioned that everyone was more upset about Ben Stiller making fun of Simple Jack, and then they were about Robert Downey Jr. playing a black guy. And I uh, think that's the whole movie is about how I I think the problem is that people don't get it. They're making fun of yeah like Hollywood trope, right? Yeah, yeah. In the end, I I don't think anyone was. Anyone respectable or rational got mad at that because how? Because at the end of the day, you're right. They're making fun of people who think that they have the the right to take these liberties and and portray things that they have no way of relating to because they're just stuck up in narcissistic Hollywood dudes and mm -hmm. and uh, and they're yeah and they're basically mocking that. I, know, I think it was fun. Uh, my I mean, yeah. I was still surprised about. Um, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I didn't know that was him for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I want fat hands and I want to dance. That yeah. was amazing. That, that was yeah. yeah, that was hilarious. I thought well, and, and I actually watched something with Tom Cruise about that too, where they're saying Ben Stiller had showed Tom Cruise the, the script for it, and they didn't really have a part for Tom Cruise. It was just mm -hmm. something that he was showing him that he was working on. And Tom Cruise was like, I want to be part of this, but there's a there's a part missing in this movie that you didn't they didn't have any kind of studio person in the mm -hmm. initial uh screenplay, I guess. Like he goes, You're missing a pressure point of the studio that's fronting the money and producing the film, putting all this pressure on like the director and the actors to get this project done. And that's an entire other angle of the story that needs to be present. And mm -hmm. um, so they wrote that character up and they wrote the studio side up. And then he and Bill Hader were like the two, you know, production studio head guys mm -hmm. that were, you know, just uh, screaming death orders at everyone involved with the movie. And I think the whole movie is also of them making fun of the whole industry because they're in it so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only they could do that. You know, like only they could really make fun of that as well as they did i think because they're because they're already all these giant a-listers like matthew mcconaughey was in it as the agent oh, yeah. And, um yeah like that movie really is quite a cocktail of of major players if you think about it i'm gonna do rewatch it but yeah we'll see maybe i'll get drunk tomorrow night or something and oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, Lindsay, i have a question for you yeah. Uh, and that's again, this is me thinking about too, because like, I have lots of friends nowadays, a lot of especially cosplay friends are going back from not back, but like going from cosplay to streaming, especially with quarantine. Mm -hmm. You were one person who did it very successfully. I mean, of course, you did both in the beginning first, but I feel like you did cosplay before you did streaming, right? It did, yeah. So I started cosplay. Way. I've been cosplaying forever. I started in high school or grade mm -hmm. school, grade school, going into high school, anyways. Um, so I've been doing that forever. And then I would say like 2010, 2011-ish was when I started to like get into it at a higher level, like a professional level. 
and mm-hmm. started, you know, touring and, and doing commissions and prints and all that stuff. And then um, I don't, it was Zach who got me into Twitch. He was just like, you should try this because you play games and people would like to watch you play games. And you can hang out with them. And I, when I first streamed, I hated it. Oh, my God. I hated it. People are so mean. They are like, I could not believe how mean people were. I was like, Jesus so you're, Christ. What, your girl or something? Was that? Is it because you were a girl or? Yeah. They were just like mad that I existed. <laughs> I don't even know. They're like how mad that. They're mad that my KD isn't 50,000 and they're mad that I'm here existing and they're mad that people are watching me because I'm a girl and they're mad that I'm having a good time and they're having a bad time. I don't even know. They're just <laughs> awful. She hated it. Hated like, it. <laughs> for the first year, I would say, maybe six months, six months to a year-ish, that from like, I would say end of 2013 to end of 2014-ish was around the time that you yeah. started. Um, yeah, I had to make her do it. Like, she wouldn't do it. Well, and it was because, like, I would hop on, and I'd be, like, trying to have fun and, like, do my own thing. And there's the, all these people who are, like, why are you doing that? That's stupid. You're stupid. You're being stupid. Why aren't you shooting at this person? Why aren't you doing this? Why are you using this build? Why are you playing a priest? Why are you? And I'm just, like, would you just leave me alone? I'm just trying to play a game. Jesus Christ. And then everyone would be mean. And, like, this was a long time ago when I was first starting to get into this, and I hadn't put up my, like, mental guards to this stuff yet because people so are so like, mean like out of nowhere people hate me so much. i don't even know these people i just met them and they all hate me and i don't know why so it's like zach's like you should stream and i'm like why so everyone can tell me how much they hate me i'm not gonna stream so <laughs> needless to say she loves it when you backseat oh. and she and she does a great job <laughs> just ignoring the chat when it's negative so yeah backseating is my most favorite thing but yeah, anyways, so I hated it for a really long time. And then, um, then I don't know. Then I, I started streaming Grand Theft Auto. That was when I started really streaming was Grand Theft Auto. Because it was, it was something where I hopped on and I could get, I don't know, 25 people or something to hop on with me. And then Zach would play and we would all get in voice chat. And then it was fun. And then I didn't care what anybody had to say because I was like, this is hilarious. No one can be mad about this because this is hilarious. So then I started to be like, all right, this is kind of fun, I guess. Like, this is, you know, whatever. It's fine. I kind of like this. And then I would do it again and I'd be like, all right, well, there's still some mean people, but like, I'll just ban them and then my problems will go away. <laughs> and then like after a year of weeding out the mean people and keeping the nice people, it's like, ah, yeah. okay, I like this. Yeah. This is good. I have a community. I have people there. You know, there's some banter, obviously. Like, we all tell each other we hate each other all the time. But it's out of love. It's not out of anger. Thank <laughs> like, you. And I still I still get people who come in and are mean. But it's, I'm at the point now be. where my community is so strong. And I have been doing this for so long that we all just, like, will make fun of the person. You know, yeah. the mean person will get jumped on for being mean. And then they'll either get mad and leave. Or they'll be like, you guys are kind of fun. I'm going to stay, you know? <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I think one of the reasons that I am so successful on Twitch now is because I started so long ago. I started, yeah. I made my channel in 2013. And then I've been a partner for... 2014, right? 2013 is when I made the account. Right, but 14 yeah. is... 14 was partner, when I started right? everything. That's when you got partnered. Like I want to well, say, it was the end of 2014. I think so because I'm thinking this will be my sixth year as a partner in November. <laughs> yeah. So I'm at like five and a half yeah. years of being a partner now. Yeah. 
which is a long life. time. That's it a is a really long, long time. time. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've had people subbed since day one. I have people that have been subbed to me for five and a half years. Like it's a long time. But, but I think that's why, why I am where I am right now was because I sort of, I started before, before everyone else kind of. So I got to ride the wave a little bit before. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting at a really nice spot while everyone else is trying to get in on it. You know, so yeah, I, I kind of I feel skipped like that hard. sort of growth thing that everyone's uh-huh. stuck in right now. So, yeah, back back then, I'd say like around 2015, 2016-ish, because I started in 2015 and um, and I piggybacked off of her channel because it was already established and stuff. So I kind of, I you know, kind of cheated um, <laughs> to get started initially. But honestly, back then... Like if you didn't if you didn't start a channel before 2016 and you didn't have a bigger channel that you're connected to in any way, mm-hmm. um, some sort of like it was social presence. Super, yeah. too, super tough because at that point, right around that time is when Twitch, I feel like it went from having for every streamer, there's probably a thousand viewers. Now it's almost like a one-to-one ratio. For every viewer, there's a streamer. Oh, know? yeah. And the growth for like uh, streamers is a lot higher, like proportionally-wise than viewers. Yeah. So- for sure, for sure, yeah. So, and and a lot of people, we've over the years, we've seen a lot of people start streaming and decide it's not for them, and then they just go back to being someone that watches streams and and interacts with communities. Or that they'll way, do it or, every once in a while. They'll do it once or twice a month. You know? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just as a fun thing. But yeah, we've had plenty of people who who have tried to make careers out of it who've had to be like, nope, didn't work. Like, it was this. fun, but it didn't work. It's time for cosplay. Like that's why I see a lot of similarity between the two. Where it's like. Everyone, oh yeah, I want to get into it. I want to do this, and then mm-hmm. I want to do it because they see all this successful case, but yeah. then they don't understand. It's it's not that easy. Yeah, well, that's that's the funny thing about it. Cosplay and streaming is like part of part of the job description. I feel like is to make it look easy. People don't want to watch you fail, Struggle. and they don't want to yeah. watch you sit there and cry about failing. They want to watch you and be like, they want you to be like, I do all these so cool things and I've got all these cool opportunities and I've got all these cool things and they're just like, yeah, I want to hear about the cool thing. You yeah. know, so we have to make it look easy because that's just, that's just, uh, that's just what you're supposed to do. That's it's what people like to see. Yeah. And that's the same thing for me too, right? Because I, you know, I take photos. People like to see yeah. me and it's like, oh yeah, all I do is just go take a picture of beautiful girls and voila, what an easy life and easy exactly. job. Yeah, it's the same thing. You're like, <laughs> people are that whole like, oh, you're, you know, life is so hard. You just sit on your butt on your computer all day like well it kind of is though <laughs> like it, it's yeah. not your life hard but it's my life hard you know it's a lot yeah. of work they don't see me through in the morning so i still editing it's like yeah man i need to get yeah. photos done by tomorrow yeah, it takes hours to edit stuff hours and then you have like a backlog and you have to edit all the other things and then you have to also do your social media and you have to answer your emails and you have to book your stuff and you have to talk to your friends and you have to it's crazy you have to hide yeah. your life have to uh you know especially when you still knew you like you have to figure out like how to talk to companies you know because like in the beginning they won't reach out to you not straight like maybe you do sometimes but you still have to do a lot of hustling like a Mm -hmm. lot of work networking business cards like yeah that's one of the reasons we're we're bummed about e3 this year for a million reasons but one of them is because that's how we book our whole year yeah is Mm -hmm. by going to e3 having these closed door meetings with these companies, getting our names to them. And then we book the whole year. Yep. So knowing three this year, we're like, 
Oh, well then. <laughs> Shit, fuck. It's going to be an interesting year with uh, no gigs. So. Yep. But, so. And then obviously everything's closed anyways. So gigs anyways. But, but it's like in the past, we, we network that whole entire week nonstop. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I go to conventions like all the time. Like this year, I was supposed to go to a con every other week. Just yeah. To, as, especially as a photographer, yeah. I'm kind of like not seen i'm not in like all my stuff yeah. on instagram right it's not me like on, yeah. on on the book it sounds great like uh on, on paper it's like it's amazing people love me for my content not for me but then they don't know me so they yeah. don't really care for what i do they yeah. care about the girls or guys yeah. in my photos well i feel like in your in your position too your content comes from it comes from photos so you can't really you can kind of work from home and take photos around your house but like but, people want to see you go somewhere and take photos at mm, this different place people with different locations exactly different different and stuff that they can't go to like i yeah. can't go to ax this year but i know martin's there so i can watch you know his socials mm. for the week and see all the photos from ax so yeah so it's like i feel like yours is yours is like you almost have to get out and do stuff and me so. being an extreme extrovert like i i want to go out like i'm trying like i'm like i'm doing everything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm the opposite i'm like I don't have to go anywhere and no one's inviting me to things and I don't have to come up with excuses not to go because there's just nothing going on. I'm like, this is so great. Nobody's invited me to anything in like three months. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and now could you even say like, if someone, anyone get close to you, you can say fuck off and you will still be the right person. It'll be the other person be the asshole. Yeah. It's amazing. Like we were shopping somewhere and we had to stand outside and wait in line to go inside the store to shop because they mm -hmm. have the, uh, you know, uh, yeah. capacity yeah. limits right now. I went now. to Trader Joe's. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, this is awesome. I can do this with my arms, and there's no people, and nobody's bumping into me, and like, can we? I'm, I'm fine to do this all the time. Just keep it this way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so gonna stay here, say that for a while. Introverts so. are definitely super happy right now. Zach, not so much. You, not so much. But I'm over. I'm like, yes. I want to yeah. stay in my house forever. Yeah, I haven't been kicked out of a bar in months, so I'm like trolls. Uh, yeah, remember when we were we were actually at E3? I think last year, or the year before, we were at something. And we were with Tom T squared, and we were talking about introverts and how they need better ways to say no to stuff or something. Someone asked, someone invited him to go to something. He goes, "Oh, I would, but I don't want to." And we were just dying because it was like the most directly introverted way of well, saying no. We're like, this needs to be though, a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, the best part was he was like texting. So he was kind of listening to what I was saying, but he wasn't actually listening. So we were like, I was like, yeah, so we're like going to go to Disneyland this weekend, you know, if it, and you're totally welcome to come if you want to go to Disneyland. And he's like, oh, yeah, but, uh, but I don't want to. And he like didn't say anything afterwards. And I was like, what did you just say? And he's like, what? I was like, did you just say you would go, but you don't want to go? And then he just started cracking up because he was like not really paying attention. So the truth came out really quick. You're saying what you think? Oh, that's amazing. I, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, but I don't want it. But it's like people are never that direct ever. They always have to be like, oh, I would have something to do because they don't want you to feel bad. Yeah. But not Tom. Tom was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice. It's to the point. But it was that's so like funny that we were, we were obviously not offended in any way. We were just like, yeah, I would do that, but I don't want to. That's like that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's amazing because, like, yeah. The problem is that we have so much hypocrisy in many things on Twitter, especially in our industry. I feel like it's so much, especially in cosplay and streaming. Maybe because they're 
a lot of my younger audience, like or younger people. Yeah. So they're still kind of I don't know. It's just all of them are hypocrites, and it's, it annoys me. <laughs> well, I, I think cosplay in general. Uh, once it got, once it started to get really big, and people started getting really big social media and selling prints, and just I don't know, like around that time, things kind of changed in terms of the the overall quality of people in the scene. Mm-hmm. It just tends to attract a lot of narcissists and and just just selfish yeah. people, people that don't give I mean, a fuck about you or the or the scene. Yeah. They just want to be popular and have money. And- Honestly, that was one of the main reasons I stepped back from cosplay because it was just getting so toxic. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, obviously, that's not entirely the case, like 100% of the time. But in my particular oh, yeah. instance, it was more people, people were interested to meet me so that we could collab, and they could sort of ride, ride whatever I was doing, like mm-hmm. behind, me. you know, so it was more, people weren't interested really in friendships, they're more interested in like, how can I use you to succeed myself? And it's like, I don't mind doing collabs, and I don't mind helping people and stuff. But I'm like, you gotta at least try to be my friend, you know. You gotta at least try yeah. At least put in some first. effort, you know. <laughs> put in some elbow grease into it, but yeah. That that's the thing too. And I mentioned this a few times on my stream or like talking to friends, like even like behind closed door, even on this. But like, it's weird because when I first started, I really like it for fun. Like it was really fun. Remember oh, yeah. cosplay like ten years ago, like fifteen years ago, it was great. So, yeah. Like everyone go to cons because we're all like outcasts. We love this stuff. And then we you know, have fun. The nice thing about that too is that I feel like nobody cared what you did back then either. It's yeah. like I would go with my 15 friends and we would all wear whatever we wanted and we were all stupid and loud and we carried boom boxes around. We had elevator parties and it was all just like stupid fun. And we're now all weird it's and stupid, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now it's so like judgmental and everyone's just trying to get like they're they're trying to get viral on the internet and everyone's mm-hmm. like trying super hard and being super toxic and crazy and it's just it's a definitely definitely a different vibe like i can't yeah. just go and wear whatever i want anymore if i want to stay relevant you know because it's yeah it's, it's turned into a competition it's not fun anymore so yeah and like i fandomate was my first con it was my home con because i live in up in norcal and it was so much fun like you just go room to room to room where you're just or like or walk around the lobby and hotels. Like you just see friends everywhere, and you make new friends. And nobody, because there was no popularity contest or whatsoever. Exactly. So it everyone's like, like, "Oh, I can be friends with all these people, and it's totally fine." And now it's so clicky, and like, like I don't yeah. want to talk to this person because they don't have Instagram, but this person has a really big Instagram, so we're gonna go. And try that's to talk the thing: we don't know if they want to talk to us because they think we're cool, we're fun, yeah. and they just want to know us, or they want to know us because we have a following, or they want to know us to get to someone else that's also have a bigger following. Yeah, it's really and, crazy. It's a crazy way to think, but that's how it is now. So oh, I don't know. Experienced I it many times. Insane, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a step back. I'm gonna cosplay for fun, maybe, but I'm gonna focus on on streaming now. That's smart. But that's why lots of cosplayers now they can't go to con. They're stuck inside, so they need to figure out how to stream. But they, I don't know. They, they, they're not. They're pretty new at it. And because cosplay is such a, for most of them, not video things, right? For mm-hmm. for cosplay, most of them it's a photos thing. So people know them for either whatever their cosplay or especially the loot cosplayer. That's like you know how sexy they are. So it's really hard for them to go from that to showing a personality on stream because they're just not used to it. And people don't even know what to expect. You know, yeah. people might yeah. have an idea. They can guess or they can make an assumption what you are, but everyone's gonna make different assumption of who they are because they just see their photos, see their Twitter or Instagram or whatsoever. But it's completely different when it's streaming. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Well, yeah. there's there's a there's a really big learning curve to it, and and it takes time to really dial it in. It's easier now. I think it's way easier now to stream than it than it was when we started. Even if you know, even if you were starting like two three years ago, I think it was way harder because now it's just so integrated into everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can stream straight from an Xbox and have it look. It could be in 1080p, 6,000 bit rate. I mean, just everything looks great. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Five years ago, when you try to set up stream for the first time, there's going to be something that doesn't work. There's oh, going to yeah. be something for sure. Yeah, yeah you, had, you had all kinds of delays you had to account for between your, you know, like your camera or your capture card or your microphone and stream softwares were chunky and they would lag and just like, it was so much harder. And now, you know, you just download the Streamlabs OBS and just hit a few buttons and you're live. You're good to go. You all your yeah. alerts. You got, I mean, it's just so easy now. And But there is still a learning curve to how you behave in front of the camera. And like, and, and we're still learning. Everyone's still learning, you know, like it's streaming I, is still a really new thing in the broad scheme of things. And I think, again, it's the same as cosplay where it's like, Getting into it now is a lot easier, but getting good at it and also now it's so much more saturated is so much harder to stand out. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like he was saying with the learning curve thing, it's it's so it like works with a different part of your brain because you're having to read and talk to your chat and you're also having to play a game. You're having to talk about what you're doing in the game while having a conversation with this chat. While reading your alerts, while you know trying to be entertaining, so it's it's like it took me at least a year, at least to get even remotely down to where I could do it all at the same time. And I still have issues now if I'm if I'm playing a game like like Dark Souls or something where I have a boss that's going to take me forty five minutes to kill. Like yeah. I'm like, all right, chat, like, you just sit there for a minute. I will get <laughs> to you when I can get to you because I'm focused on this right now. Because <laughs> sometimes you have to focus. I saw someone yeah. playing uh, Final Fantasy earlier, and like, how are you reading all the dialogue while reading chat while responding to both at the same time? It's like, how? What? It's yeah. so much attention like splitting. Yeah. While also like walking your chat through what you're doing, so you're like, I think I'm gonna go over here and fight this guy now. Oh, hey, so and so. Then I'm going to go over here. Oh, thanks for that dollar. And then I'm going to do this. And it's just like, oh, it's, it's weird. It's because like, I, I wonder actually, would that affect people when they get older? Like with streamer? Because we never, I don't think we got to that age where we have a generation of streamer. But imagine like all the streamers, some days they all go to like uh, old, old, old people house, you know. Then we just have Alzheimer where we all just describe what we do because we're so used to like, all right, I'm going to walk over here now. I'm yeah, gonna, you know, eat my medicine. Yeah, <laughs> because we're just so used to doing yeah. that, and then like, thank you, stream, and like, is you okay? No, it's just, it's just streaming. <laughs> well, I feel like I do that now, like in my head when I'm walking around at my house. I'm I'm in like my my stream yeah, yeah. mentality, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go do this, and then I'm gonna go do that, and then I'm gonna do this thing, and then man, this would be so cool if I like, you know, I just I talk to myself in my head now because I talk to myself on my stream. Yeah. yeah, because like if you don't have that mindset or you've never trained it, you will not be entertaining on stream. Yeah, You're just quietly sitting there and no one's like, well, I guess like kind of boring. Then they're just gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's it's like a it's like a radio broadcast, like a DJ kind of trying to avoid dead air and stuff and think of things to say. A lot of times between games, I'll like pull up Twitter and just like look at things that are trending that people are talking about right now and just. You know, and just bullshit about it. Um, you know, exactly. anything. 
How do you do your bar news, by the way? Like your bar news stuff, do you like find, do you find stuff ahead of time? Or like, what is that like? Um, we, uh, I mean, it depends. We, we go back and forth between the level of effort we put into it. You know, sometimes we don't prepare at all. We just, we just go live and just pull up stories that people have sent us. Cause we have, we have an entire section in my discord where my subscribers can post it's called sub stories so if they find stuff they find stuff for us all the time and send it like so people send us shit all the time like we could never go through it all and so mm -hmm. we have an entire discord just filled all the time with stupid stories of it's usually people getting hurt doing something dumb <laughs> or you know some guy robs a bank with with a watermelon for over his head so you can't see him shit like that you know, and, and oh, the guy who shot a gun while on stream being drunk. Oh, I mean, there was that one guy, that sore Carl guy that did it, lost his channel, right? I mean, we talked about him. We talked, I think we talked about him. I can't remember, but um, it's usually shit like that. But, you know, we, other times we try and put a lot of effort in and we'll go and find our own stories and take, you know, lots of screenshots, program everything in and, write jokes and actually try to script it to a point where it's where it comes off a little better and it has more thought put into it so it, it but we go back and forth sometimes bar news is really shitty and sloppy other times we prepare really well and then other times we prepare really well and then 30 minutes in we've had way too much to drink and it gets sloppy anyway and it sucks anyway and so it's 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 pretty much a free-for-all as far as how we do it that's fun. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I might start something similar to I was thinking about it too, but I'm not sure what's going to be around. Either maybe social media or again, maybe just general news. I don't know. It's it's something that I'm interested in. It seems fun. So I might have to chat with you later about that too to see what's the best way to do it. Yeah. Or you just come to our house and just do bar news with me, Ethan. It's probably easy. So you can stand right in the middle. And I would get so time. drunk. You guys drink so much. Every time I see you, even in person, in anywhere, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. I should walk away before he see me. Then he goes like, Martin. I'm like, ha, ha. All right. Yeah. Take a shot. Oh, God. Yeah. That's, 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 what, that's what I want right there. That's the reputation that I want to have. So make sure, make sure you tell everybody you know. That's the kind of person I am. Because it's fun, though. But like, it's like secretly like it's really fun. But I don't want to admit it. But like, oh no. Because <laughs> you're because the rest of your day is gonna be screwed. Well, you're not gonna get anything done. It's fun if you're also drunk. If if you see Zach falling over and you're sober, that's when you're like, I'm gonna go over there now. But if you're drunk, you're like, oh yeah, Zach's drunk. I'm gonna go talk to him. You know? No, because no, usually oh, I'm wait. such a guarded person. But with you guys, I'm not. You know, I get to be more yeah. myself. So it's like, oh, it's so yeah. much fun. I mean, that's we've, we've known you forever for long. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was saying like I, you guys are always one of my topic sample when I say there's people that I know from gaming, from cosplay that I first met them to like later in life. And then now it's like I've been to their weddings and all kinds of yeah. stuff. Like, I know I'm going to know these people for the rest of my life. Like, it's yeah. not escapable. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you where we met, honestly. I'm going to have been, to like a really long time. I'm going to have to talk to you, Martin. About some stuff too, because I just bought a camera, like a legit oh. camera. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's oh, not, yeah. not like a crazy nice one, but I've just I've always it, used right webcams. There. Oh yeah, it's right here. It's a a Canon uh, uh fancy camera. Yeah. That's, that, that's what it's called. It's 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 new. It's called the Canon fancy <laughs> the, camera. The Canon. Yep. There it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a Rebel T7. 
Uh, gotcha. All right. So, and it, Good old and rebel. it came with a few a few lenses and stuff. So I'm going to pick your brain at some point. Just for show sure. Me what what do you want to do with it? Um, well, it's going to be my camera for Barney's now because, like, I'm just tired of using these crappy mm. webcams that they'll freeze or they just don't look. Well, just good. stupid. Like, like I have like two other webcams. Like the one that you see me right now, not the stream, but like the one that you see me is a webcam. But it's good. But it's still like after all this year, it's still how is it still so horrible? Like, yeah. they should yeah. make something very simple and easy. Yeah, and plug it in. They'll make so much terrible. money. Like I use a DSLR now as my stream camera because yeah. the, it's just it's yeah. so much. So much better than a webcam. But I'm I've wanted to have a better camera to do the bar streams for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. but I'm also I'm also starting a YouTube series um in the next week or so called uh Today We Discuss. And it's gonna be so it's kind of a plug right now, I guess. Because like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't course. really talked to anybody about that, but I, I wanted to get a really good camera before I did that because it's just gonna be like like a once a week YouTube upload and it's just going to be like a really skeptic point of view of a major topic one at a time. And I just, mm. uh, so I wanted to get a really good camera so that I could have that for both the bar streams and for YouTube stuff. So I also I can tell you something later too. I have an, uh, an editor team person kind of thing where it's like a monthly fee, but they edit as much as you want. That's how I keep pushing out oh. all my videos. It's amazing. So nice. I'll let you know about that too. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Mm-hmm. Well, well yeah. what's the plan? I don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Editing is enough luck. stuff to do. I don't need to edit your videos. <laughs> Video <laughs> editing is so annoying because you just watch the same thing over and over and, and over. You have to line everything up and mess with the volume. It's just, uh, just so much. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't do YouTube because I don't have time for that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm well. I don't. I don't handle it. I, I just pay someone. Like you guys handle it, and you guys do it. Make it look good, and I'm out. Like I, yeah. I don't deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll see. We'll see. If you get to a certain level, I think you'll have to do yeah. something like that. Where we'll you do like three or four videos a week, you're probably gonna have to do that. I'm still gonna want to learn on my own to do it too. Obviously. Oh, because in the really beginning, have... you you figure out how much you need first before you. It's always that's how I tell people yeah. too. If we have equipment or anything, is that. You keep doing what you do until at a certain point you realize you need something better. You can't, or you can spend your time better doing something else. That's when you decide to get better equipment or better services. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I mean, same for your streaming stuff. So, well, yeah. what's the plan for you guys for the, I don't know, this, I mean, the rest of the year then? Is it the streaming or like, is there any big projects? I know you're saying the YouTube channel, but. Um, I mean, we have, we have the stuff with Quickscope we're going to do. We're going to do. Oh yeah, like tell me about Quickscope too, because like I know you guys really. I know you guys started it earlier last year, and uh, you know I talked to you guys a few times about it. But tell me more about it. It's like, how did this come about? And it, it was it actually what we were driving home from E3 last year when we came up with the idea. Um, well, I wouldn't say the idea. I, I feel like we've had the idea for a long time, but we weren't really sure. Yeah, that's one of the <laughs> shirts. Um, we weren't really sure what the template for the idea was. I knew we wanted to have an apparel line. I knew that it, I wanted it to be like about video games and, and probably weapons and precision. Yeah. And I feel like you need to back up before that though. Like the reason you wanted to do a clothing line is because, you know, we have all our friends are doing clothing lines and they're crazy successful. Obviously filthy casual is wildly successful. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Ryan with his fake nerd stuff, crazy successful. Mm -hmm. And Zach, is looking at them and it's just like, I want to do that. You know, like yeah. I admire them. I look up to them. I'm like, I'm going to do, 
I'm going to do that too. So that was like the original thought was we were going to do merch. And then at E3, when we were driving back, Zach was like, I got it. (laughs) So that was how we kind of figured out the general idea of it. And then Dan was an obvious choice to approach as an artist to come up with all the artwork. And, um, you know, it just sort of took it from there, but it was, it was something where we'd been going to a lot of events for a long time. And every time we would pass like the filthy casual booth, I'd buy a shirt or two and say hi to like Mike and Jason and talk to them. And I'm, I've, you know, I've always been rooting for those guys. And, and same with Ryan, anybody, any of our friends that go to events, you know, like Brian at gamer advantage, who does the glasses, mm-hmm. um, you know, the drink companies, the headphone companies, just all of them. You know, we've become friends with a lot of companies over the years that are in the industry. And I just, I don't know, I kind of, I've always had a certain level of respect for the people that do that when I'm just the guy going to the events and getting shit faced and partying and having a good time, you know? Um, So I kind of wanted to just throw another log on the fire of, of everything that we do. And and it's turned out to be pretty fun so far. Everyone seems to like it. Um, and they're we super have, comfy, like soft. They're so light. soft. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. nice shirts. We, and we put a lot of work into them. We have this really cool local company that we work with that's our supplier. So it's been great for them, too. They're really happy with it. And, you know, and we have these new hats coming. We have tank tops we're going to do. So in the next in the next few weeks, we're going to do a summer sale for that. And then hopefully go to an event sometime in September, probably TwitchCon, hopefully. Yeah, and fingers crossed. Other than that, you know, we really don't have a whole lot of plans. We're just going to work on our streams. I'm going to work on building a YouTube series and, you know, just uh, saving money, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same with me. I've got my stream that I do six days a week and then uh, OnlyFans. Six days a week? Been, yeah. Jeez. OnlyFans has been taking up a ton of my time as well. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much just what i do that and then you know do some quick scope stuff here and there some music stuff here and there and uh that's actually a lot yeah we did that all the time we're like oh, i don't have much going on and then just list a bunch of things like yeah that's about it that's like that's like six different things like yeah, yeah. that's about it <laughs> yeah i we we work a lot <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a workaholic i work from the time i get up to the time i go to bed yeah i so. say i'm like um uh, yeah I'm, I'm doing this podcast uh, I mean, obviously, but then I'm also doing a bunch of other like new plans for like how I'm going to do with my new shoot stuff or like how's quarantine going to affect me. I'm making some uh, Photoshop presets stuff or Lightroom presets, uh, like a cityscape, a city nightscape. Yeah. I'm actually going out later tonight to uh, get some video of it too. So cool. we'll see how that works. Yeah, I've right. been using Lightroom a lot lately since I've been editing my stuff for OnlyFans. So oh, yeah? I will get you up for that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna make a bunch for also as, as you said, like for um for Lightroom for portraits and stuff like that. I already have yeah. one that's Photoshop, which is similar, but I feel like it'd be easier for people who also have access to Lightroom. I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking to it. Yeah, I have a few like I spend a couple of days going through and just getting like free Lightroom presets off off Google. Yeah. And they're not none of them are any good. So I'm like <laughs> you know, we'll talk to Martin. Martin can fix this. Oh, so. I'll, I'll get you some set. I'll get you something. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, anyway, where can people find you guys? Uh, Twitch. I, I'd say Twitch is probably the best place to go. Uh, Twitch. Do you have a schedule? Do you both have a streaming schedule? No. We, yeah, schedule is we start whenever we want and then we end whenever we want. 
Yeah, it's more about I, it's more about how many hours can we fit into a week yeah. by just streaming a lot. My my only schedule is Monday through Saturday. I take Sundays off. So That's still a lot. Monday though. through Saturday, I will stream at some point during the day. <laughs> Jeez, like, yeah. do you guys like stream at the same times or like have to be purposely on a like different time or like? Um, it kind of depends. Well, mostly, I like to start first. So that he mm-hmm. can hop on and I can host him afterwards. That's usually what we try to do. Um, it doesn't you guys also have like, way. you guys have like, especially even in the new in the old house, but like in the new house, you guys have separate rooms, so it's easy yeah. for you to. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, like we try to we try not to stream at the same time. Sometimes we can't help it, but mm. uh, on a normal good day, I will start early. I'll go for six to eight hours. He'll hop on. I'll host him. He'll go for eight to twelve hours. And then that's the day. Jesus, so. yeah. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, sorry if I took too much of your time today from doing no! what I do. <laughs> this was all we had planned today. Yeah. Set aside just Martin. Yeah. On the calendar, it just says Martin. You, you got all of our shit today, man. <laughs> you got you're the whole agenda for the whole day, yeah. and it was not so that we could just be lazy the rest of the day. I swear. Right. It was because we needed time to prepare. And yeah. then we need time to rest afterwards. Not yeah. because we don't want to do anything today. Yeah. Totally. We could yeah. turn down the Jimmy Fallon show so we could do the Martin Wong <laughs> Twitch the podcast. The Martin Wong Experience yeah. podcast. Yep. Fuck <laughs> off, Fallon. Maybe next month. Yeah. Get behind Martin. That's that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you everyone for watching. This has been fun. I love Lindsay and Zach. They're amazing people. So please go check them out. Uh, I'm sure lots of you here also from their stream, so you already know them. But please, making sure you check them out more. And I will see you all next time, guys.